Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Bettsburgs. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Andy Molitor. No longer Andy in Vegas, folks. He's back to being Andy in Minnesota. How's it going? Oh, man. I need to change my I need to change my Twitter heading. It still says Andy in Vegas, but yes, I am back, feeling like absolute hot garbage. But we're here, we're clear, we're ready to bet this week. I'm super excited for more football because Christ, that was a good week one. I even said that a couple times to people like, hey, there's a like maybe we shouldn't even bet, which is a stupid thing to say, but like these games were all good. Like there was a bunch of really good fun drama. Um and it made it fun watching it in the book when people were just living and dying at the end of the, the, I mean, the people who bet the late number on the lions looked like absolute idiots. Like, Oh man, how you took all those points of the lions are down by a hundred. And then later on, it's like, Oh, I think fuck it. I guess he snuck inside the number. Same thing with everything, you know, the, the total in the Titans game, same thing with uh, the, the Minnesota total sat on, I believe there were some, basically some numbers that weren't going to get there if they both they had to hit those late field goals so really goofy stuff as far as the overtime screwing some things over and then yeah last night the game was wowzers is that the craziest game ever i was going back and trying to think if i could remember anything that had a more insane ending than that um i mean they they're off the field they think the game's over they get pulled back on the field because you know he was definitely short then so I'm trying to remember exactly at that point. Then it's the false start. Then is it the very next play or do they run a play and then he throws the tip? I think it was one incompletion and the tip. I was going to say it might have not even be the craziest Ravens game in the last year with the Ravens-Browns primetime game. that went, I mean, this was the, the ending was wild. When you're thinking a game is over and then it not being over and then thinking it's like, oh my God, they bottled it. If the Ravens would have gone down and scored, that would have been just crushing, crushing for any Raiders backers there. It sucked for me. I had them in a contest. But we did get our second half total over, even though they scored three right. points in the third quarter. That was, uh, <laughs> I was, and I, I almost just went to bed. I was so tired after this trip, and I'm like, I should just go to bed like this, and we're never going to get this over. And then, obviously, didn't even need it. Didn't even need overtime to get there. It was kind of wild. That was, uh, yeah, that was really, really something with the turnovers in overtime. Or, yeah, the turnover, multiple turnovers in overtime, the goofy stuff happening there, and then just, you know, Carr, we, we were joking, like, Carr was just begging to throw an interception with some tip balls and some stuff that was off, and finally it did happen. So congrats to Raiders backers and overbackers. And second half, deep dive overbackers. There we go. But, yeah, that was super fun. I was almost a little pissed to stay up that late. At least they're not doing the two-game Thursday or Friday, uh, Monday night. I don't even know what day it is. The two-game slate was raw for me. The second game would go until like 1 a.m. And I would just be a miserable piece of mush after that because yeah. I can't stay up that late. I like the two games. And I, I wish that you're right. The second wasn't so late. I mean, it was just surprising to watch a Ravens defense just get pushed around like that. And mm-hmm. it's something, you know, so I grew up watching a lot of Penn State football. And I have memories of my father screaming at the TV because Penn State would get a lead. And then go into the passive defense. You saw the Ravens play last night. And then all of a sudden, the other team's just walking down the field. It was crazy to watch that. And I, you got to wonder what Lamar Jackson has to do this week. Is it a million push-ups every day? Does he have to walk around with a football tape to his hands? Like... To, to, it, not just a fumble late like that, but having fumbled basically the same way earlier with the ball just kind of loose like that, 
uh, that's just he has to hopefully just get reamed out by just everybody all week i would let him remember that forget that how do you not wrap the ball up like that again especially after you did it once at the big earlier in the game like not a good look for a team that we thought was going to be pretty good again it's only game one so i'm sure they'll be fine over the long run but ugh. yeah and as far as look aheads we said this i believe on the deep dive last week as far as the look ahead for the Ravens KC game said, if you like the Raiders and you think they hang with him or maybe even win, like you should bet the chiefs now because <laughs> if, if the Ravens look bad, it's going to be four and a half and you're, you can get a three on the chiefs. So congrats to anybody who took an early number on the chiefs because that number is no longer there. They are getting, uh, I mean, it did reopen figure. It's getting bet out. They can pull up some of those lines now. Congrats to anyone who hung out with us on Sunday night from the pool. I don't know if we're in the pool yet. The one before the pool. <laughs> but we did bet we did bet three totals on the Sunday stream, and all of them have moved at least a point, point and a half. I believe yeah, the job. God, it was the giant. No, no, excuse me, the Dallas one where we just said this is dumb. And it was 52. Uh, we took the over there, and it is currently at 55. 55 and a half at some places already. These are these are the absolute guaranteed losers in life. The ones where you get massive closing, like massive instant closing line value. And who's to say where they close? You don't have closing line value until the game actually kicks off. But for now, we're getting a little value on those. And like I said, the game between Baltimore and KC, yes, it is, it is a four in a bunch of places. There's some three and a halves out there. So little bit of value if you grab that early. I will be talking some more about this stuff later today. Anybody who is on the Fantasy Life app, we do some stuff behind the pro paywall there where we do some private chats. I'll be going through pretty much the whole slate. Once I have my power numbers completely updated today, which is I'm going to work on right after this. If you guys have any really early look-aheads you want to discuss, Hop in there, bring them up, or hit me up on Twitter. For now, it's just those three totals. We did hit the Thursday night under, the Dallas over. I don't know if any of these are really bettable at this point. That's why you hop in on Sunday. It's fun to hit these early numbers, especially like if you're not worried about limit betting, you can you can hit some pretty stupid totals, like especially early in the season where they aren't opening up some of these great numbers. And yeah, Patrick brings up a great point. Kelsey may have himself a game next week versus these linebackers. Yeah. I, I kept joking. I said, Darren Waller is Kelsey if he were on a better team. Like if he had a great quarterback, and a really good offensive line to cover, you know, guard, guard, block for that quarterback. Like he's Kelsey, and now we actually get to see Kelsey versus that that uh, those off ball linebackers. Could be a bit dicey. If you can still find a three somewhere, I would probably look at KC at this point. Yeah, I like all the totals. I joined you guys with those. The show on Sunday night's great. It's a good way to kind of transition as you start to look at stuff. The only other thing I had, and you guys talked about it, but I don't think you took any Cleveland. I was able to find a minus 13 at like plus 110. Um, that's probably, you can still get minus 13 at plus money, maybe cheap juice now, but I like that big number and I thought that was going to move to 13. So try to get a little bit ahead of that. But all those totals look pretty good and that Cleveland look was all I had so far. Yeah, I actually like to take the other side of that often when you have a, a big double digit dog, but they're out of the three this week, we kind of agreed that was the one we were not going to be even looking at. I, you know, Houston, probably a bit of a mirage. Like if we went to overreaction week, like they're probably 
as bad as we thought they were. Just Jacksonville is a mess right now. So yeah, the the other two double digit dogs are division games with Atlanta getting twelve in Tampa and Detroit getting eleven in Green Bay. I think those are probably bettable if you're the kind of guy who likes to just take a big number and watch your two. Because again, it's like Frank Brank said this once. I asked him, why don't you bet the run line on baseball instead of the you know like a minus one eighty? And he's like, because it's harder to model, and a team literally has no incentive to win by two. You know, they're they're not insurance runs are great. Yes, they're not not trying, but there's no extra incentive to win by two. It's like right. whereas I'm modeling probabilities of wins, and the same thing goes for there's no incentive to win by two scores. You know, the point differential is way down the tiebreaker rules. I believe <laughs> there's a lot of things that matter a lot less. Or a lot more than that. So, I mean, the thing about double-digit favorites is, I mean, just look at what happened with the Lions last week. You know, San Francisco obviously had to care eventually once we get within one score, but giving up a late touchdown really doesn't mean a hill of beans when you're up by 14. So, those are those are some looks. Yeah, Atlanta was a little concerned about it, and it might just been that was one of the games I watched more closely. Um, that line looked terrible against the Eagles' defensive line. That is pretty good, but. Tampa Bay is even better this week. So, um, I, you know, you don't want to come off that kind of poor performance as an offensive line and then have to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I was a little hesitant on that one. The Lions, again, it looked pretty solid. It was kind of after the 49ers took their foot off the gas. So I wanted to go back and see how much of what Detroit did was against, you know, the 49ers starters. But that one I was a little more inclined to bet as opposed to um, Atlanta, I think, is uh, kind of a wait and see for me. They really got beat up. That was that game got ugly quick, and they, they started nicely. They had two good drives down the field, only came away with six points, and basically from that point onward, Matt Ryan couldn't plant his feet and throw the ball. Yeah, I'm a little uh, little worried about a lot of things in Atlanta. Hopefully they do get, get, get right. I probably will not be involved in that game in any way, shape, or form unless I just take Atlanta plus the points. If we got to a decently priced – 13 i'll probably be looking at that i'm actually going to be shopping for that one later um i won i won my price fix entry and full disclosure full disclosure i did not place that price fix entry because i was in nevada and i'm gonna play by the rules life goes like i said i said i'm gonna do the research and i'm gonna give the people a winner but and then i couldn't place it like i almost called my wife to just like hey can you put this in the app (laughs) so it's funny i did bet uh, my price fix entry was Dalvin Cook over receiving yards, which was like there in the first quarter. Beautiful. Like the, their projection was way off in my mind. And then I took the freebie of uh, Patrick Mahomes. So I did bet, Pat, I did make a wager on the player prop, Dalvin Cook over his yardage and you know, won money, but I didn't win the three times the money I should have won. Because, you know, you just win win your stake plus the, the winnings at the sports book. Whereas if I would have got to do it on the prize picks, I would have won three times my money because the freebie with Mahomes. So hopefully some people took advantage of that. If you guys were looking to get involved with them still, promo code BBB, we'll still give you a, the, the, the uh, promo we were doing last week where you can get yourself a free entry. If you use that, our promo code to deposit, they know, like, they just, I've just told them. I said, guys, if anybody deposits and use BBB, automatically just give them a free entry so you can still get the free entry and 
you can look for some stuff too on the Betsperts app as well as uh, on the blog we've been writing on. I'll send some links out to that. Matt has been writing uh, some prize pick stuff. He's starting to get yeah. into it. Like he's getting good at it. He's, he had some couple easy winners last night too. So look for some blogs with some stuff if you're trying to get some plays and get it done there. And somebody real quick before we get to tennis, somebody asks, how are you feeling in general about your bikes? About the same as I was feeling before the season. Like, I don't think they're going to be good. There's too many things they have to fix. The defense didn't look like it took a meaningful step forward, and the offensive line is bad as advertised, and that wasn't even a tough sec. That was not, like, a super tough front line that they had to face. So might be a long year in Viking Town this year. I'll get more yeah, it's like that. It's like you described in the preview podcast. There's, all, there's just too many things that had to happen at once, too many stars that had to align for the Vikings, and so far not so good. Explain to me where the hell we're playing tennis this week. Obviously, coming down off a really big tournament, it seems like maybe we wouldn't have a ton of people at these, but also a lot of people have had a full week off. Like, the, it's, you know, not everybody plays the finals. It's This part of the tennis season is a little tough. So usually what happens after the U.S. Open, frankly, a lot of the bigger names were only going to play one or two events. What they used to do was they would go over to Asia, for what they called the Asian Swing. There's some tournaments in Japan, a bunch of events in China and a few other countries. You'd see some of the bigger names go over there. But Indian Wells is in a couple of weeks, and that is probably like the fifth or sixth biggest tournament. Um, it is kind of the second tier of tournaments after Grand Slams for a lot of these players. So what they're trying to find is essentially something to do in between now and Indian Wells. And there's a few small tournaments in the United States, nothing this week, and then a bunch of small tournaments in Europe. And I think what we're going to kind of see is anyone that's not got direct entry to Indian Wells or doesn't feel like qualifying is going to be kind of hanging out in Europe playing, which should be some pretty interesting 250s. I don't, there might be a 500, but we'll see. And this week we're in Luxembourg. I'm sure you know where that is. And then the other tournament, Porto Ros, is in Slovenia. You know where Slovenia is, Andy, right? It's right next to Slovakia, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm Luxembourgish. I have I have lineage <laughs> from there. Really? Luxembourgian, yes, yes. Andy. That's interesting. So just a couple plays. Uh, one of our plays is actually underway right now. I was looking. Sarah Arani had a chance to serve for the first set. Unfortunately, didn't get that done. But we'll see if Kalanina here can um, hold to get it, get to the tiebreaker here in the first. Now, this next match, the total, this is going to start shortly in Luxembourg. It's probably in the next 15 to 30 minutes or so. Going to play a total. I went over 19 here. Uh, Mandy Manella playing Vavara Gracheva. I think that, again, this is going to be a much closer match in the line indicates. Kracheva, a very big favorite based on some solid play. Manella, someone, again, still working her way back in form. Talked about her a couple times. We sprinkled a little bit on her money line. I think she got at least one of those for us. Um, you know, still kind of working herself back in form and hasn't really played much, if any, hardcore tennis this year. But overall, I have this total at 20 and a half, almost 21. So 19 at, I think I played this minus 115, almost minus 120 is okay. 19 and a half at standard juice or, or better looks okay as well again i expect this to be at least a 6-4 we get a push on 6-4 6-3 kind of situation so we'll see how this goes manella could be um you know pretty competitive here i might regret not backing her on the spread or the money line or something like that but this total seemed like the best angle what could be a sneaky fun match 
and then Portorose will go back to Slovenia. This is someone, Teresa Martin-Pova. I think I'm just going to keep betting her every match. I was talking to our buddy Brett about this. We were looking at uh, some outrights. And one of the tough parts about outrights, because it ends up being such a high hold, a high big, a high juice market, depending on which term you like, you can often do better just betting the money line of a player on each round and rolling it over, what we call a rollover money line parlay, if you will. Just every round, take a look at the player, bet them to win, take that plus the winnings, roll it over the next round. And when I took a look at that, I think I can do better than betting her. She was like 18 to 1, 16 to 1, some places outright. I'm thinking we can get ourselves north of 20 here. So better in the first round, one there. Um, she was in a parlay um, with any counts, guys. So we got that one done, took. You know, the stake there and some of the winnings rolled it over here on Martin Silva. She's plus 130. This will be a competitive match. She's playing Sorona Kirstea, um, a very solid player, starting to get a little bit better. I expect both Kirstea and Martin Silva to be players that will be interested in and uh, looking to be back over these next couple of weeks in these smaller European tournaments. But overall, I think Martin Silva is much better. And we're getting a little bit of value here, given that they played a head to head match recently. Martin Silva did win, um, but it was a close match, two to one. So, like Martin Silva here at plus 130, I have this pretty close to, you know, a pick em. So, you know, plus one of plus 110 or better, honestly, plus 115. This is starting to open a few places. I think they'll be able to get plus 120 or better, but there's some plus 130s out there, which I was able to grab. So, a total which will be starting shortly on a money line, which should be tomorrow morning, very early Eastern, like four or five in the morning. In Slovenia. Slovenia. You know how I feel about Mandy Manila overs. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah. We're going to slowly work our way towards uh, some. Can, when, are, when are the tour finals? I have no idea. I gave up paying attention Later. to golf. I'm taking a golf break. I'm just waiting for, for this. And I can't believe we're going to do this. For women, like the tennis tour finals. Oh, no, we have a couple months for that. Um, I was going to say, that's like November. Yeah, it's like early November. So, again, Indian Wells will be in about three weeks. And I think there's another week or two after that before the finals. So I'm thinking end of October, early November, if memory serves me. Okay. And golf golf has been tough. I did a few small outrights last week. I don't think anyone had a shot. I didn't do any matchups. I don't play that much Euro Tour. It's kind of break time. We're going to get towards some of these off-brand tournaments as we do the swing-around season. The 2022 season technically starts soon for uh, golf. Golf is weird like that. They do a like a school schedule, you know, where it's, this is uh, the 21-22 or how NBA does, but they don't call it the 19-20 season or the 16-17 season. It's just the 2022 season starts soon. Ryder Cup in 10 days, though. Ryder Cup's teams have been announced. Some I, I don't want to be, oh, some interesting choices. I don't have hot takes on that. I'm sure these coaches know what they're doing. But for the most part, these teams, if you're just looking at, like, OWGR, rankings, wins, and stuff, I really think people are very, very much overvaluing the U.S. just because it does a lot of, I have a lot of high-end players. Don't love the U.S. team in this one at all. Full heel turn, betting Europe. I bet them already. I just put a little more on two to two to one. It's just too high. I'm not. I saying know you are betting this at a lower number. Yeah, I, I took some plus one eighty. I have some two to one now. I've added more at two to one. You know what? I'm from Europe. I had dual citizenship until I was eighteen. I, I was born in Germany. I have Luxembourgish uh, lineage. We've talked about this. Wow. The, the Rocks. Did. Were, that was their last name, Rock. Because that's what uh, I don't know. That's a common name in Luxembourg, apparently. But yeah, you're up two to one. Just looking at the teams, I'm, I'm thinking this should be a lot closer to like plus one forty, 
And uh, yes, I like, honestly, I like, I love, I mean, just start listening off U.S. players, Morikawa, Johnson, Kepka, Thomas, Cantlay, Berger. It, it's very good, but the, the European team is very good too. And they're just, they're just not as big a names as far as some of these tournaments they've won, but like, it's not the same. This is match play. This is how this works. And honestly, like Reed maybe wasn't going to get picked anyway, but Reed has been very good in this. Like I might've, it might be a mistake leaving Patrick Reed off this roster. I think he's seven, three and two all time in Ryder cup matches. Like he calls himself, he's the asshole who gives himself a nickname. Like he calls himself captain America. <laughs> he, he does love these events, but I mean, he, he was just sick and it's fine. So, but yeah, that Casey Fitzpatrick, Hatton, Fleetwood, McElroy, Hovland, John Rom, Lee Westwood, who had a hell of a spring. Weisberger, who, uh, I mean, just fine. I'm not excited about him, but he's, he is one of the ones who he did well on the international tour and had some victories there that pushed him up. Sergio Lowry and Ian James Poulter. Poulter guys loves can't this play well. Yeah, two, two to one. Two to one is just so high. So I'm I'm fully down on playing Europe, cheering for this. This is going to be a three-way market, though. Be careful. Europe did win this in France. So Europe can win the trophy by tying. And that is an option. This is going to be a three-way market. It's going to have the tie at like 11 to one. So if, if they tie and they're holding the trophy and you're sad that you lost this bet, I mean, that's the reason it is a three-way market. So, uh, and I will really, be some really, two really, ways really, out there. Uh, the yeah. Double check that. I think a lot of them are going to offer the tie just because it is a thing. Europe mm-hmm. would retain the cup on a tie. That's, I wonder if that's a prop we can actually get. I did reach yeah, out to someone to because uh, Cantlay was voted player of the year instead of Rom. And yeah, Cantlay ended strong. Man, Rom's season of just constant excellence should have been rewarded. That's silly. So the joke is it's just like Rom is going to Rom page through this. And I did ask a certain offshore if they would put up a 5-0 and market, like Rom to win all five of his matches. Like, give me a price on that. Because I'd probably bet it. Like, that's a fun little tickle. If anybody does find anything to uh, on this market going forward, let me know if you are seeing a whole bunch of offerings at a certain book, because there's never, never been much to bet on this. And I'm hoping, like, just where we are in, in the world of sports betting now, things have kind of ramped up a little on some of the offerings. It's tricky with this because they're not releasing some of the Sunday matchups until late when the captains are making their choices. So and Patrick got his bets for Yeti. Love it. I don't even have one. I still gotta ride still gotta ride the old three M one. You know what I'm excited for? I'm excited for stories about Brooks and Bryce and his teammates. I wonder how that's gonna go. Uh, that should be an interesting locker room situation. Some of the younger guys again I'm not hundred percent sure if all these guys have actually played in this event before. Like you said, you look at the list and maybe the U.S. team is more talented, but you look at the European team and it's a bunch of sort of, if you will, grizzled veterans that have played this event before that know kind of what the pacing is. And I think, again, Ian Poulter, like this is what he cares about. If, you know, probably the British Open and then this, like this is his big event. And you just look at these guys, a lot of them play together and they do have Rom. Um, Curious to see what McElroy can do. He's been so up and down all year. Uh, if he doesn't play well, that could be really limiting. But overall, a pretty it, solid team. It'll be fun. It's a good course for him and some of the some of the guys. It, it does match their it does match their game. And a bit of a link style, longer course there in Wisconsin on the lake. And <clears throat> kind of a closing thought on that. You brought up Bryson. I forgot all about that. Bryson is also training six days a week 
with a specialized coach who trains people to be in those gimmicky long drive contests that are on like ESPN three at four in the morning where these guys just have like 50 inch drivers and they're whacking it 450 yards. He is training to compete in that at the same time as he's getting ready for the Ryder cup. So it'll be interesting to see if he's worth a shit. If he's not focused on actual real golf and he's just trying to get his club speed up, which is what you need to do in that he could be a bit of a, a hindrance and it sucks when one of the best golfers on the team becomes a hindrance. You see there, Dan posted a couple things from our friends oh, yeah. over at WinBet. You a Europe to lift the cup plus 145. So that takes out the tie and then Rom top European player, top European point score plus 350. What do you think about both probably, of those? I'm going to bet that I'm going to have someone yeah, in Colorado. Nice. In on that, in on that. And speaking of WinBet, we'll close with, a new promo since the Yetis finally got here. And this is one where I said, I'm not even going to like, I'm not going to give these away until they're being printed. So this is like, this isn't going to be a Yeti situation. Thanks COVID-19 for screwing up the logistics of everything constantly. Can't get anything, but fleeces, it's getting to be fall. I mentioned this when I got home from Vegas, it was like 50 some degrees. And it was freezing this morning after being in the desert. I could have used a fleece. It is fleece season. We are hitting fall here in about five days. If you use the promo code BetSports1000 when you sign up and win bet in a win bet state, welcome Arizonans. You get a free fleece. As soon as you sign up, we'll get you one of these. Just let us know, and I'll send it out to your house, and you can be ready for fall. I'm not sure why I said Arizonans. I'm not sure you need that. I guess it gets a little cool at night in the desert. Maybe you're up in, like, Flagstaff, so... Best first 1,000. The air conditioning got too high. Yeah, the 1,000 does signify that the initial free bet is 1,000. So you get a risk-free bet of 1,000 plus a free fleece. And with that, Alex? That's it, baby. See you tomorrow for hump day. Oh, yeah. Win bet Wednesday.